I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there, cool cats, and welcome to Second Take. I'm Sebastian. I'm Alex. And I'm Zane C. Weber. And today we are reviewing The Frighteners. Oh no, I'm so scared. Starring Michael J. Fox, Trini of Alario, I don't know that's not right, Peter Dobson, John Aston, Jeffrey Combs, D. Wallace, Jake Busey, Chi McBride, and Jim Fife. Written by Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson, and directed by Peter Jackson. Welcome back. Now, guys, we're doing the Frighteners today. This is one of our reviewers' choices. Yeah. And I'm going to just it? peel back the curtain it? a little bit and say I picked this uh, one. So you get ready for a 50-minute presentation that ends with me saying I recommend and two other I do not recommends. I'm just jumping ahead in formula. Sure. In a oh, non-spiteful or bitchy way. I mean, <laughs> in a little pre-cognitive way. I think our, uh, I think our listeners will be the judge of that. I don't think our listeners are smart enough to know. Wow. I'm, there was a heel turn, so now I'm the bad guy and you're the good guy. You're always the heel, I'm, though. I'm always the hero. It sounds like heel, but it's hero. Heel, bro. Heel, bro. Mm, man. I don't know. You insult our listeners a lot. But they know I do it out of love and possible arousing. Arousing? Arousal. Arousal? Arousal is not a word either. Oh, what's the word? Arousal? Arousal. No, erosion. Erosion. There we go. Goes with me. Like the water against the bank, I cause erosion in our listeners. That being, oh, that's, that's actually a bad thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. Good one. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, <laughs> oh, tits. This so, movie, eh? This movie, yes. The Frighteners. It's, I picked it because, honestly, I, when I grew up, I watched it and I had a lot of attachment to it. It's produced by Robert Zemeckis, who did the Back to the Future trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's written by Peter Jackson, who I've honestly never really cared that much for, but I know Alex really enjoys the Lord of the Rings franchise, so I think he has possibly some attachment. you also did too. Oh, yeah, but I'm not like a Peter Jackson. I don't, I don't like love Peter Jackson. I'm a fiction artist. Neither do I. I just like the films. Like, yes, good. I he's also gone on s- record. He said it. I also it don't smoke, there. so I have no... Other likings of Peter Jackson. That's a cigarette brand, I believe, right? Can I mention that? Is this unrestricted media? Don't smoke. Or do. I don't do what you want. You do you, buddy. Yeah, and we're not the boss of you. I mean, like, you shouldn't. It'll make me sad, but on another level, I also don't care what you do. Mm. Mm. That's that's the main level. Mm. That's like level one. Mm. Got a really fake, he said. I actually prepared this week. Oh, well done. All right. All right. The final kill count of this film was 54. And this is Michael J. Fox's last leading role in film before he got sick after doing Spin City. That one's the true one. Is it now? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think the final kill count was like 45, not 54. Mm. I don't remember. It was in the 40s though. I just picked a number that I was 
probably sure was close, but also wasn't it for sure. But I was also paranoid I'd write like 51. It would have just ticked over or something. Yeah, so I guess we can uh, thank uh, Peter Jackson for driving Michael J. Fox away from cinema. Well, yeah, um, I was reading that this this film is the reason he picked Spin City because he hated being overseas. Not that he hated New Zealand, but he hated being away from his family for so long in New Zealand for the filming of this, which is why he picked such a large role like Spin City where he could be grounded in the US for such a long duration of time. And then obviously he got sick after or during that period and never made it to another feature film as a, as a leading role anyway. Yeah. So... I guess, yeah, we can kind of sarcastically thank Peter Jackson for taking away what could have been the Frighteners too. You ready? Three, two, one. Thanks, thanks Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson. And thanks for The Hobbit 2, you bitch. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, which one? The Hobbit 2, <laughs> comma, you bitch. <laughs> and three, more three than two. More three than two. Yeah. Battle oh. of the Five Bitches. Oh, You know what? Were there five armies? I counted four and a dragon, and the dragon was dead. No, 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 no. Okay, so you've got this is the dwarves. Yep, one. The elves. Two. The men. Did they join the battle? I don't think they did. They're one of the armies. Okay, there. I didn't. Okay, yep, three. And the orcs. Then the orcs, and then the other orcs. Yeah, there were two. You've got the two orcs. legions of orcs. If I, as a, I'm an army general, yeah, and I'm sending my troops in. Yeah. And I want to flank the enemy. So I yeah. send half my troops to the right, half my troops to the left. I'm still yep. an, an army singular captain. Yeah, but you're in charge of two pieces, whereas not one person was in charge of the two orc armies. So yeah, ridiculous. They I actually remember the humans being in this one. Where'd they come from? They're this is really important. in the town. Oh, uh, Lake Town? Is that the same what? town? No, in Dale. Oh, God, it's been so long. We should definitely talk more about The Hobbit during the Frighteners review. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. If people don't like tangents, they're listening to the wrong show. (laughs) Or the right show. Please stay. I miss you again. And sponsors on our Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. Maybe we'll stick on topic. Who knows? Um, I I don't think you're capable. I'm capable. Okay. Yep. Prove it. The Frighteners. Uh... I think the next thing that we do is movie babies. Oh, no, you got it right. Yeah. Sure. Breaking formula. Yeah. Okay. I had all dogs go to heaven and then just like an episode of Charmed. Oh, yeah. Or Buffy. You can pick one. Preferably Buffy, but I went Charmed because I like the characters in Buffy a lot. You next, Alex, because mine's going to be controversial. Um, I had Ghostbusters, Dogma, and Saw. Dogma's a good pick, actually. Saw. Saw for the serial killers. <laughs> and okay. Dogma's, I really stuff. agree with Dogma. I'm sad I didn't pick it myself. That's a good one. And Dogma, yeah. Zane, what, what, what travesties have you written? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Okay. And Scary Movie. Yeah, it was a little funny. Because controversially, Actually, no, it was I don't think this film is a comedy fantasy horror. I think it's a parody. We'll see how we go with the review. To see I have a I'll list of things that it is parodying. Heart and Souls. Yep. Back to the Future. Yep. Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Beetlejuice. Tales oh. from the Crypt. Do you want me to jump on with the trivia note about that last one? Sure. This was originally a Tales of the Crypt story, but Zemeckis liked it so much he got it expanded to a feature film. So 
I think it was parodying it as much as it was actually a Taylor Swift Crip story. I yeah, I don't think this is a like a, an intentional parody. I think this is just this is a movie that is so much of it of its time that it just referenced all these things that were in the zeitgeist at the time and solidified into this one movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. All right, well, what's your uh, Twitch Actually, synopsis? No, I, I do have a uh, oh, production note. Is that Michael J. Fox was always first and foremost considered for this, but they did have backup plans if Michael J. Fox turned it down. Any guesses who they are? Are they American or English? They are both is, American. Is it the guy who did Ferris Bueller? That's Michael J. Fox. <laughs> That's a trick question. Is it the guy? Oh. That, <laughs> yeah. What? Is it the guy from Back to the Future? Yes. Not Ferris Bueller. That's a different actor. Ferris Bueller's... Not Michael J. Fox. Oh, no. No, that is. It's Matthew Broderick. Yeah. So it was actually... It was was Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Good job, guys. Double fool. (laughs) (laughs) I question my own logic there. And now just to guess one that's completely wrong. Was it young Jeff Goldblum? No. Oh, there we go. Good. (laughs) Mike Myers. No, think giant movie stars. Oh, okay. Who would you cast? Jack Black. Not fat movie Oy. stars. <laughs> Jack Black is a lean tiger of a man. No. I didn't like I a, didn't take it that a way. Zoo fed Zane tiger. took it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, he they, calls himself fat. We're allowed to call him uh, fat. Currently a, a big movie yeah, star? Yeah, like probably or, arguably one of the biggest ever. Well, Robert it couldn't Danny have been The Jr. Rock. What? Robert Downey Jr. No. So he couldn't be The Rock, um, who is both one of the biggest and the biggest movie stars currently. Bigger than The Rock. Um, is it... Meryl Streep. <laughs> Male. Um, Meryl um, Streep. Um, 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 Meryl's um, also um, a girl's name. Johnny Depp. Nope. Fuck that <laughs> noise. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't considered. Uh, give me a hint. Give me a clever hint. Uh, he's possibly stuck in a closet. R. Kelly. <laughs> Tom Cruise? <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, Tom Cruise and Matthew Broderick were considered uh, if if uh, Michael J. Fox turned it down. There is a couple of scenes where Michael J. Fox is doing a couple of long sprints that yeah. I think would have been great <laughs> for Cruise. But... Put in there for Cruise. Uh, uh, I, Matthew Broderick I think would have been fine, although he's really innocent looking. So is Michael J. Fox. Oh, but he can be, I think he can look a little bit grittier. Like I think just face on face... <laughs> he looks he looks more weathered as a human being. I mean, I think this is one of these arbitrary kind of values that you place on people that has no <laughs> no no reflection in like reality at all. Well, Tom Cruise, like Christine Baranski being dog like. Uh, she has the face of Droopy from the <laughs> Hanna Barbera cartoons. You had either you have not seen Droopy recently, or you are looking at a photoshopped version of Christine Baranski. It's one or the other because it's they're mutually exclusive. Jump on our Facebook to let us know which one of the two things I'm doing wrong. Um, wait, are we on to trivia? On oh, no, a trivia? No tweet. No Alex, yeah. kiss off. Okay. Um, Oh, wait, where did I put it? <laughs> Shitloads of ghosts and murder and stuff. It's not wrong. Yeah. Zane? Uh, Michael J. Fox plays the kid from The Sixth Sense in this comedic 90s slapstick. Oh, yours is better than mine. 
Michael J. Fox is lovely, lovely, lovely. And this film has ghosts too. Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right. <laughs> Were you just making up the character count there? A little bit. <laughs> I, I, I sat down and I'm like, I know what the plot of this film is. It's very easy. But none of these things I'm writing feel right. So I just decided to just target it on something. And I Michael sure J. Do. Fox being lovely. Being insanely lovely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so who's seen this film apart from me before? Me. No. But you told me to watch it, so, you know. Oh, did I make this? Oh, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had to watch it twice now because of me? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it great because you're anticipating me hating it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen it before. No? No. That's right. I, I don't know where I picked it up. Like, it's actually... Because I, I watched it as a child. It's even with ghosts and whatnot it's quite a violent film in parts like you see characters get spiked through the head with a sickle yeah someone gets their face completely shot Shot off off, wow was it what is it rated oh gosh i could check my dvd probably mrma do it i don't have a dvd i don't have my dvd i'm in in the recording room and it's not in my house but Oh, no, I remember in the States, it actually got an R rating. They were trying to get the rating underneath it, but they couldn't, and then they ended up just changing that scene where the cop gets his head shot off at the end. In the original cut, it was actually a shot to the chest, but after they had already gotten the R rating, they just leant into it in the States and then shot his head off instead. Because hmm. I remember that was one of the notes of trivia that I read. So it, their their R rating is about equivalent to an Australian MA rating. Yes, well, it is rated M. Oh, really? Oh, geez, okay. So they really jumped the shark then with their rating. Classic them. Classic American? Uh, yes. Do you want me to describe what I'm looking at, Alex? <laughs> no. Nope. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, live forever in uh, confusion and mystery because there's a real funny thing going on here that you're not privy to because this is how podcasts work. Um, Alex made a penis out of blue tack. Well, okay, now you know what goes in the sausage, so... It's not penis and it's not blue tack. It's probably meat or you need to buy sausages from somewhere else. Unless you're a vegan and you have vegan sausages, then it might be blue tack. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to find a new new group to attack every other week. (laughs) Every other week, just every week. No, I was done it all over the time. good during Spider-Man. Right. I think I was. (laughs) Um, I honestly hope I was. Let's you attack the Americans again. Not even a little bit. I think. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I All right. Remember. The Frighteners. Yeah. The Frighteners. What do you guys think? It's the kind of 90s movie that I don't like. Yeah. Um, the kind of movie that is... <sighs> you know how in the 90s there was kind of that edge of grossness to pop culture like Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I think this movie has a reflection of that in it, in that kind of edginess, in that gore and but keeping it comedic as well and I just don't get it. I never have and I don't think I ever will. Um I think, yeah, I I think this film suffers for the breadth of its genres because it's 
comedy, fantasy, horror. I think any two of those three can go together, but those three together for me just don't mesh into a cohesive whole. Um, Right. Yeah. I think if we took the serial killer element out of this, it would be very much like Hocus Pocus, uh, the the Bette Midler Halloween yeah. witches. I think if we took the the comedy out of it, sorry, the the fantasy out of it, it would be um, much more like Beetlejuice. Oh so. God, sorry, I'm just, I went to yawn and then you said Beetlejuice and I was choked on myself. <laughs> it's, oh, that's I, a no-win yeah. scenario. That's the Kobayashi Maru of movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, Beetlejuice is a film that I would prefer over this one because it it leans more on comedy rather than well, it's more like broad comedy rather than this one's situational comedy. Yeah. Which when you're trying to get horror and situational comedy out of the same scenes that it, it's, it, it comes into conflict. See, this film for me is, have you guys probably, probably have seen Drag Me to Hell? Yes. Nope. Oh, well, Drag Me to Hell, it's a movie number Sam Raimi. It's, it's a horror comedy though. It's, it is a horror. It's a body it has, horror comedy. Yeah, but it has comedic flair to it every now and then. And that's the kind of thing that this sits for me in memory. Like this film isn't hilarious. You're not laughing in every scene. But every other scene will have some quirky character or some quirk or weird line or something that might make you chuckle to yourself. But this isn't a laugh riot by any means. It's just a film that occasionally will lighten the tone a little bit here and there. And that for me is a lot less offensive than if it had been like, imagine like Guardians 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 tone, but trying to squeeze a horror into that. Like that for me would be, that wouldn't work. Yeah. But this film plays it safe for me in the sense that it's just where it needs to be. Not all the time, but it, it is there. Like I wouldn't necessarily list this as a comedy when it came to listing like the genre. I know on IMDb they do, but I wouldn't do that. But because you can have a laugh and a drama here and there. I'm not saying this is a drama, but like just because you laugh once or twice yeah, doesn't mean you put the genre tag on. It does have like gags though. It has like lines that are specifically there. Like if if, if, if if there weren't people being brutally murdered. If you took that aspect out of this film, you would ha- I don't think you would have any problem putting this as a supernatural comedy, like like Ghostbusters. Well, see, for me, Ghostbusters is really funny, though. Yeah. Like, that, that pushes the comedy thing for me, but I never had, like... And I think, that, I think that's what I'm saying, is because if we didn't have that brutal horror, then you would focus more on the, on the comedy fantasy and get, and get Ghostbusters. Whereas they're trying to incorporate that horror. It's, it's a little bit too broad of a spectrum to, um, to sit comfortably. Do you think it is that it's making all these jokes though? For me it wasn't... Oh God, I forgot what my train of thought was. But it wasn't the case of making too many jokes. It was just the case of the character is actually just a funny character. Like, I know people in my life that are just funny people. I talk to them, they make me laugh, but they're by no means committing to a stand-up act every time we have a conversation. I had, I had no problem with the comedy in this. I had more trouble with the horror. Yeah? Um, because I wasn't scared because it was a comedy. Like, 
it, it, it didn't have the gravity that a horror usually would because of the the funniness that was surrounding the situation. See, I didn't even think it was the comedy taking away from the horror. I just don't think the horror was written well enough to be horrifying. Well, it did also suffer because of the effects of the time. but Yeah, but like if you go back and watch any other like horror movies, like there are those... Um, what is it? Is it Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. um, around the same era, maybe it's even earlier, and that's far scarier than what this gave us. And, like, sure, yeah, this is getting into the fantastical um, sort of elements with the ghosts and everything, but still, like, the horror part of there being a serial killer loose wasn't, like... Uh, Hannibal Lecter scary. See, I found like the Grim Reaper stuff where he's like that in parts could be a little bit frightening. It wasn't for me because honestly, yeah, the effects of age. So that's fine. But for me, the horror really worked the best Mm -hmm. during the flashback, like the hospital scene where he's actually just being a serial killer with a shotgun. Yeah. Like that stuff for me played pretty well. I didn't like that it came in like literal flashbacks where the camera brightens up, shoots you in the face. And then goes to the scene. Like, I didn't like the intercutness, but I find that sort of thing more terrifying. Have you guys watched the first season of American Horror Story? Yes. No. Um, the guy that plays Quicksilver in the X-Men films, yeah? He plays a character called Tate. And he, in the first season, is revealed he's a ghost in this one. <gasps> anyway, Spoilers! But he, he actually committed one of those, like, school massacres where he went around with a shotgun and just killed everyone. And they, they do it in one episode. And you're stuck... Like you're in the library with these six or so kids that are hiding in the stacks and under tables and stuff. And it's this brutal scene of him just coming in and just shooting them all one by one. And that kind of stuff really, I think just the realism can it quite got to me. And I was like, yeah. fucking yeah. hell. Like I we live in Australia where this is a thing that I I mean, maybe it has happened, but I couldn't even think of a time this has happened here. Well, it wasn't um one in Hobart, like the last Port one. Arthur. Port Arthur. No, but I mean the school massacres. But yeah, yeah there was a Port Arthur yeah. massacre. Yeah, in ninety one or two, whatever it was, earlier. But it was sometime around when we were born. We were young. Yeah, if any, if if alive. Yeah, if alive, and that kind of stuff is even for us where it's not fresh. I find that really visceral. And in this movie, I found that stuff to be the worst. The worst isn't badly done, but like the most terrifying aspect of it. Yeah. Whereas the supernatural stuff for me was. Not as scary, if scary at all. But cards on the table, you don't like horror movies. No, I don't. I do and I don't. Uh, Like Alex mentioned Silence of the Lambs before. That's a thriller horror. You could say horror. Psychological thriller. Great film. I can get on board with that. Saw. I'm not a huge fan of, what do you call it? Body horror. Yeah, like... It's gross. I have the reaction that it's gross, but if that's all they have for me, I'm not interested. And other, uh, there are other genres that rely heavily on jump scares. I'm also not interested. I will jump at every jump scare that you give. Good job, filmmaker, but I want something clever. I don't want to just jump because you made a loud noise and something flashed on screen. That pisses me off. It feels lazy. So when I say I don't like horror, I don't like elements that people use when making horror films that I feel are lazy or don't, they're not good filmmaking. 
It's like there are horror films that I will like because the storytelling is there and you can get invested in the world. Like I like Drag Me to Hell. It's a comedy horror. But, yeah. But I'm saying like, but I can get behind it because it doesn't rely on jump scares and it doesn't rely on grossing Ooh. me out. Oh, it does. Not heavily. Drag Me to Hell is one of the most jump scariest films. No. Re- yeah, it really is. It's not. Yeah, well, not from my last, memory When anyway. was the last time you watched it? Like a year it's, after it it's came out. It's mostly jump scares and like old lady gross out stuff but uh, i guess maybe that because i like the hilariousness of that the whole setting <laughs> of that so it could be more in line with like what raimi did with um evil dead and stuff like i like his hilarious like that over the top stuff but i'm just struggling to think of like an actual horror film that it's all the it's all the, the more the r- real set ones that get to me like i said with silence of the lambs having a horrific character like hannibal lecter that kind of stuff really plays out for me it's just i don't know i just if, it's, if you go too far into the supernatural bucket, you've lost me because there's no realism and I, get, I don't get scared over that. Like Freddy versus... No, sorry, Freddy and Jason. What about like The Conjurings or... I've tried to watch one of them. I couldn't even tell you which one. It just didn't interest me. Right. But I don't know. Like, it's, but it's not that I don't so like comedy the horror. comedy horror is, the, is well, the most horrific you can go. I can... Like I said, I can do horror. I just can't do... Body horror or jump scare based horror because it is, like I say, most just, horror. I mean, that's the point. Like <laughs> I like the further back you go in, in in films, like Psycho. We said that was a horror film, yeah, because it relied on more realistic elements where I could associate with the scenario that I'm watching. It can work for me. It's just the second you drop too much of the supernatural bucket, I just don't care because I'm like, have you seen the ad for the movie Polaroid that's coming out soon? No. Magical Polaroid camera. You take a picture of you, there's a shadow in the camera, and it kills you. And this person takes like four pictures, and the shadow is killing people and moving from picture to picture to picture. Cool concept, I'll admit, but it's not going to bother me because I'm sorry. I don't think haunted Polaroid cameras exist. If you have one, send it into our PO box, but we don't Did have one. Did you ever one. watch It Follows? Yeah, I liked It Follows. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, back to the Frighteners. Yeah, so serial killer stuff played out really well for me. Supernatural haunting through the wall stuff. While it looked cool and wasn't, I didn't think it was lazy like I was complaining about just before. <laughs> because it isn't jump scary though. Like it's it's literally following someone through scenes here and there. Like it's continuous. It's not just jump here, jump there, jump here, jump there. It's like a shark attack. It's like Jaws where you're seeing him follow someone through the scene. Yeah, it was fine. It just I I think just. It didn't look great. I think that took me out of it a bit, but I don't want to blame the film for how, you know, when it came out. Like this thing's over, what, almost 20 years old? 21 years old now? I mean, who else are you going to blame? The, the ravaging of time. Yeah, the ravengers of time. Yep. The ravengers, I think, the, the Peter Re- Quill's family. And revengers. The revengers of the Sith. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, Alex, you're our resident horror buff. Mm. Did the horror in this film work for you? Um, it felt dated, like, straight off the bat. But within saying that, I didn't hate it. Like, I still enjoyed this movie. I, I want to say, usually when I sit down to watch these older films, I'll have... <laughs> Myself set up so that I can uh, game while I <laughs> watch or more likely listen. Just, I had the game just set picture up. in picture. 
No, oh, well, I've got <laughs> second screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had the game all set up and I actually, like, I had things that I wanted to do in the game and I didn't open the game because I was... What was the game? Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because it's kind of like playing with Lego. Um. <laughs> I think it helps that this film has a lot of familiar faces in it as well. Like, I think having Michael J. Fox rather than, I mean, like Roger Rabbit, when you had to rewatch that, you probably don't know who Bob Hoskins even is. Like, uh, I heard the f- name, but yeah. n- n- no attachment to it. The cop um, that was the, the sheriff or whatever, I the- recognized his face and Michael J. Fox. That was, they were the only two people. Yeah. And I, guess and I still enjoyed the film. Like, well, that's good. I still, like, I, at no point was I going, uh, okay, I'll just uh, put this on and, uh, well. Well, that was most of the movie for me. Really? Mm. I just, I. It, didn't, it never, it, it never was, grabbed me. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was. While I'm, Enjoyable. I'm not surprised with what Zane just said. I am pleasantly surprised with what you just said, though. <laughs> it wasn't an 80s film, Seth. What was the last 80s one that I made you guys watch? The Warriors, the Warriors was 70s, 70s. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is the same time span as, like, The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. Nothing like those, granted, but no. the good-feeling movies. I don't know. They're just wholesome. Don't you guys just... Was this a good-feeling movie? Because oh, like, he of dies nice and he comes happen. back and then he saves the day and then they're having a picnic. Yeah, it all felt really contrived though, didn't it? Did I think it? the like, love interest did. Yeah. But that's, and everything else is Well, fine. even the whole heaven-hell thing and uh, just that kind of the visuals that happened at the end. It felt really kind of like, oh, everything ends up great. The end. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> there was no question mark. <laughs> I think it was a nice story. I wish we spent more time with some of our characters. Like, I really enjoyed the three ghosts that were part of the Bob the Frighteners, I guess. Yeah. I really wish we had more interactions with them because we really only get two scenes, then the judge is taken out, and then two scenes after that, the other two are taken out. And I wanted, I liked what I was seeing from them, but I think more time with them would have got me more attached for when they were, quote, killed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Oh, do we want to move on to our favourites? I think so. And our least favourites? Well, I'm going to go with my favourite scene. It's, I think it's two scenes. I'm now seeing it as a blur, but both times when his ghost friends came to the rescue. I loved it when the judge came in with the gun, the revolvers in the museum and took out the Reaper. And then I liked, yet again, when the other two later on came to save Frank again. Is it Frank? Am I saying the right name? Yeah. Yeah. And they both get killed there, um, which was horrible, especially with like the spike to the guy's head yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. But I really enjoyed just seeing like the camaraderie between all those characters and it was really good and seeing them at the end made it that much better. So yeah, that one. Zane? Oh well, one of one of yours is the the judge, when the judge came in. That was my favorite. Um for pretty much the same reason. Like it's it's one of the the few moments that you kind of like you're like barracking for someone. Yeah, it's yeah. a fist pump moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that that's yeah the the closest to an emotional reaction I had in this film. So. And believe it or not, that guy is still alive. 
I, I choose to not believe it. I had to check because I was like, <laughs> my gosh, he looks so old in this film. He played the Riddler in the original Batman Adam West series. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Alex, what was your... Uh, it was when he came in with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a it's, badass <laughs> moment because he's so old. Yeah, it is <laughs> like, yeah, they finally fucking work. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What was your least favorite thing? Um, hang on. Yeah, uh, oh, it was when the FBI guy was like showing all the scars. I just, not that I hated the scene. I was just that was the most uncomfortable I felt. Mm. I was like, just stop. <laughs> Zane, heaven. It felt like Monty Python: The Meaning of Life. Heaven. Yeah. It was kind of like, come on, you guys, let's do something yeah. interesting at least, rather than just kind of like exact parody of Christian belief. Like, you're not even doing it in an interesting or funny way. It's it's literally just kind of like white suits and white glowing lights surrounded by clouds. It's it's heaven from This Is The End yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, uh, This Is The End is, a, is at least a, an open parody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, funnily enough, mine was hell <laughs> of when they the portal yeah, transforms yeah. and they fall back into the horrible... Terribly aged worm that dives through lava pits. Um, I understand the ending. I know why we got there. It just felt not too neat, just too easy. Yeah, yeah. But it does make sense. Like if they had gone up the first time, that's what would have happened. He got them back on the path to judgment. It made perfect sense. I just wanted him to do more to get them yeah. there than tackle yeah. her. Um, performances though. Who have I said? Uh, Jeffrey Combs. He played Milton, the out of t- the FBI guy. He is unbelievably annoying, but also I, I don't know. I find him so funny just because he's. There's the scene where he thinks that Michael J. Fox is trying to blow up his heart with his mind, and he reveals that he's wearing a lead vest. Like he is just like Molder on fucking LSD. Not LSD. What's a what's a what's one of them drugs that peps you up real good? PCP. No one is on that one. Sure. He's just like insane, and I'm watching him. I'm just like every time he's in the in a scene, I'm just constantly staring at him because I'm like, "What is this fucker going to do next?" He is just out of control. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he had my attention. Zane, John Aston as the judge, I think he's the one that made me enjoy his performance the most. I'm not a huge fan of Michael J. Fox in this film. To be fair, I'm not a huge fan of Michael J. Fox in his film work. His TV work I do enjoy a lot. but uh, Even Back to the Future, you don't like him? He's very different to this movie. I don't like him as much as I like almost everybody else in those films. Um, I think... Yeah, I just think he's a bit bland. Um, whereas I think in his TV stuff he has license to be a bit more of a character and have a bit more opinion. Mm. Um, in these films it is kind of very one note. Uh, so uh, I think, yeah, I think the judge, for, just for that one scene alone, is is gets my vote. See, I like Michael J. Fox. I think he did a solid job at what he had to do. Mm. Um and my least favourite was actually the FBI guy. I figured that would be both of yours. Oh, yes. He <laughs> was in a different film. Yep. Yeah, he was. Um, he certainly <laughs> was. And oh. it, 
like where he was a patient in an insane place. asylum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While I disagree with both of you, I 100% see exactly where and why you're coming from where you are. <laughs> it's like, just, why, why is he even there? And then, like, he just kept popping up and ruining things. Yeah. Well, and, uh, it just, it, it was infuriating. Like, it may not have just, it may have been the writing, not his performance, but I just oh, I I think didn't like the character. Honestly, I think it's his performance. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely. It's his performance, performance or the direction. I don't yeah. think it was, I don't think he was yeah. saying anything weird. He was doing it weirdly. But yeah. I, I, I just found it funny. But yeah, God, he was such an it annoying was, character. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My <sighs> God, you're doing it to me right now. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. Um, it's the same for you then? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like easily the my least favourite performance. Though um, special mention to um, uh, what's his face? Blondie. Uh, Jake Busey. I don't – I like him in very little and I'm, this movie did not do anything to I actually um, thought that he was Biff from Back to the Future and had, <laughs> and had to check and it's not him at all. But, no. no. Um, Which one? The serial killer. Ah. Uh, um, yeah. Mine's Peter Dobson. He was um, Ray, the husband of... Yep. Yeah. Um, he actually had a couple of funny lines, but... He was also painful. But he was painful. And I don't know. He's, he played a jackass, and I guess he played him well, but I also... Yeah. I don't know. I just, something just didn't mesh with me with him. To yep. be fair, I think this movie has a trouble with archetypes. Like, it, it puts people... It puts its characters in archetypes and then doesn't let them move. You are a jock. You are a yeah, exactly. You're right. a nerd. You're a old. Voice you are. Player. You yeah. are a wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the role that you are playing right now. Um, so I, I think that's that's more writing, direction, and kind of production of the movie rather than the performance. But still, I, I agree. Yeah, like, yeah. He didn't do much with it. But I mean, some funny lines here and there. I'll give him credit. He didn't, he didn't blow every line. It no, just, no. Yeah, picking the the shit from the crop. That's the line, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm sure that's that's a, that's the phrase that's been coined for many a year now. <laughs> Centuries. Yep. Well, guys, I guess that brings us to the question. Alexander, is this film worth our second tick? Yeah, I'll watch it again. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm really happy with this. <laughs> I, um, as I said, like I, I, I didn't want to stop watching it and... Uh, I think if I watched it again, I might get more out of it. So. I'm so happy. After Who Framed Roger Rabbit, after The Warriors, after The Thing, I was worried that I, everything I love you just hate. This is really make me happy. This you isn't, are. I'm not trying to criticize you. I was <laughs> yeah. like, just track record wise, I just assumed if I picked it, you would hate it. Look nah. what you've done, Alex. He's smiling. No, right? This, <laughs> this is weird. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, Zane? Uh, it's a hard no from me. Um, there's nothing in this film that other films don't do better. And, yeah, it was a struggle to get through the first time and I was really polite about it going, yeah, I watched it, it was all right, and then you made me review it and so now I have to tell you exactly how I feel. But, yeah, this movie is average at best, uh, full of mostly mediocre performances, Um yeah, there's not really much else to say, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I think maybe you had oversold it when you told me to watch it the first time. Uh, and honestly, it's it's a film made in one of my least favourite periods, 
with some of my least favorite subject matter. So it was never going to be a great fit for Zane. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's I I doubt I'll be watching this anytime in the future. I remember absolutely loving this film growing up, and I haven't ever watched it with the intention of reviewing it until well this week. And it was worse than I remembered it being. <laughs> but really. But I still enjoyed it. Like I, I know I when I every time I thought back onto it, even to the point where I recommended that you went and seen it, I must have been viewing it with you know rose tinted glasses because I remember it being a lot funnier. I remember it being a lot scarier. I always when I think back to this movie, I always think of the bit where he's like moving through the walls and you're seeing bits of his face, his hand reaching out and stuff. And I remember being like, Oh, it's that really cool movie where like the phantom moves through the house and stuff. And it not not so much. It doesn't hold up in that regard. But it's a cute little movie. Like it's it's a ghost hunting movie. They're not that common. Like we have Ghostbusters, and you think after that we have shitloads of emulators, and we really didn't. And this is a fun, I dare to say, gritty version of what Ghostbusters could have been going for because you're having someone do it without this flashy technology. Gritty is a loaded word. I know, <laughs> but but comparatively to Ghostbusters, you're actually having to see someone fight ghosts in a much more gritty and grounded way rather than just through the flash of technology. So in that regard... He could regard, have used a proton pack. He could have. In that regard, when Zane says there are other movies that do the same thing better, I would say there aren't. I think there's an absence of films that do anything like this. There is Ghostbusters. There is, God forbid, Casper the Ghost. Zane there would are, probably retort with, for good reason... No, I think it's I think it's a very fun genre. It's it hits a nice niche. And like I said, apart from a couple of films, you're not gonna see any ghost hunting films, and this is a pretty decent one. It's not great, but it's it's definitely a passing grade. I'll give it like a C plus, maybe a B minus. Let's see <gasps> let's see what the curve looks in the class. But yeah, it's a definite yes from me. So what does that mean? Can you do this one? I did the last one. I did the last two before this. Oh, well, I'm going to do the one next week. God knows too. I'll, I'll, I'll do just, this one. Yay. Do you, want, do you want to do a remake or sequel or prequel? Um, prequel. Okay. It's just going to be the sixth sense. It's just going to be his wife dying in a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, let's think. What's a thing that will make this not enjoyable for you? Ghost pets. I was about to say Ghost Stingray, but I guess I'll hold off on that one. You're a terrible person. Why? How is he going to make it about a Ghost Stingray? It's a character. It's fine. I'll hold off. You're Ghost Pets. Ghost Pets. And I'll... Maybe one's a Stingray. Who knows? And I'll go with... It has to all be contained within their home. The one that they're building. Oh, God, you guys are really okay, well, going well, a different way than I was taking this whole thing. Oh, okay, wait. Okay. So like the movie Quarantine, but with ghost pets <laughs> instead of zombies. It's <laughs> a terrible idea. Because, like, there's this whole bit where, like, you could be, like, building it up at the hospital with the serial killer. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, uh, okay. Or, or we could be building a house with a <laughs> ghost pet. <laughs> He's got a good point. Okay, okay. <laughs> Everything's the same except his shotgun talks to him. Whatever Zane said and the shotgun speaks okay, to him. Ghost pets and his <laughs> shotgun talks to him. Okay, so we've got we've got a guy who's been working at a hospital and he started seeing this girl who happens to be the director of the hospital's daughter. 
that's the thing, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, people have kids every now and then. Who Seb had been a were not pregnant. <laughs> Can I say you that certainly I've... can't be. <laughs> well, as a team, Jessica and I are not pregnant yet. Continue, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> the girl had a pet jaguar. <laughs> Off. All right, good. Was, it was it was the ninety. Her dad was that same dad from We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but people in the town did not like that she had a jaguar as a pet. <laughs> what a bunch and, of unreasonable citizens! <laughs> and they got together and they killed the jaguar in front of her, resulting in her having a near traumatic experience. Which meant that she could start to see ghosts. This is... I can't tell if this town is the best or worst town in movie history. Like, <laughs> you can't have a pet jaguar. And then they go all Freddy Krueger on it and, like, kill it in a boiler room or something. <laughs> <laughs> Creating a ghost jaguar that haunts the dreams of every child in town. Pretty much. <laughs> um, and so she's got the ghost jaguar who is now tormenting the town's pets. Now this leads up to her befriending this orderly at the hospital where oh, her father no. works. Orderlies are the worst. And he is uh, on a mental slippery slope, you might say, um, and he confides in her that... Is he going crazy? A little, yeah. Confides in her that... His uh, weapon of choice has been possessed. And this is after a little bit of time where she hasn't been able to find or contact her pet jaguar. And it turns out that Psycho... You're allowed to laugh into the mic. I'm trying not to. (laughs) Psycho killer guy's shotgun was possessed by the jaguar. And he... Can communicate with it um, through okay, his okay, okay. decreasing. All right, no, no, no. I there's a very <laughs> pressing question I need answered before we go any <laughs> sure, further. Sure. Could the jaguar talk beforehand? No. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> you, you said he could talk to it. it. You never said anything about it talking back no, to no, him. No. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to know what movie we were watching. It's. Uh, it, it's a gritty horror, exactly. right? Yeah, um, with the talking jaguar. Oh no! Now he's gonna shoot someone and just be like, "Meow!" <laughs> Bam! Oh, that's not what jaguars sound like. But that's what he says. <laughs> that's what the killer um, says. And then there's a scene. Uh, no, I'm from just imagining him just shooting, and you're just hearing like roars. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's um, like all the nurses, like, "What is going on in that room?" Let's investigate. And uh, that's how he ends up doing the killing spree in the hospital was because the jaguar had convinced him. Actually, no, the the jaguar did talk. Uh, The jaguar convinced (laughs) him to... uh, Retconned. (laughs) To uh, kill all the people that had killed him, not realising that he worked in a hospital and none of the people in the hospital were... the ones that killed the jaguar. It actually plays into what could have been a sequel because Michael J. Fox has sorted out the woman, the man, 
but he hasn't sent the Jaguar to hell. <laughs> so there's still right. a possessed gun around town waiting for its next person to pick it up. <laughs> Sometimes they come back again. <laughs> but there you go. I like I really enjoyed that. I, I, it definitely went more comedy than horror. So I think I would like that movie more than I this I think one. it went more horror than comedy. Up until the Jaguar started talking. <laughs> and then it was, <laughs> gonna it was be, Roger Rabbit. That, <laughs> that's going to be like completely out of the blue. It's, it's not going to be like the gun is talking to him. It's going to be like... What are you doing, he's, John? He's having a conversation like in the corner, like looking at his gun, and he's like talking at it. You can't hear what the gun's saying. Okay, yeah, no, you've lost me now. It's like... <laughs> now it's horror, right? <laughs> it's just crazy town horror. Well, good job, team. Yeah, there you so go. So next week, I think we're doing Zodiac. Zodiac. Which is going to be really fun because it's a very dry movie that goes for about two and a half hours. But I remember being quite tense, so we'll see how we go through that one. I love camping. You can punch him if you want, Sed. I won't stop you. Just cut the mics and the violence can begin. Okay. The mics are cut. All right, Alex, come here for a second. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us, because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash secondtake. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure, that yeah. one. Or Second Take Podcast, you, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter. At Second Take TNC. Or we, we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any movies unless we're reviewing them. (laughs) And if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to thatsnotkindofproductions.com, which is the mothership for all of of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That you solo can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.